Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League podcast. This week, I'm your host. I know it's pretty, it's just crazy. It's against the norm. It's not Zero's allowed. not here. It's not allowed. But for this one special occasion, it's been made allowed. I'm your host, Carcer, joined by the absolutely splendiferous, you can't live without him, Webs. Yo, it's me. I'm the one that said it's not allowed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not allowed. We're pretending that it is just. And nobody tell a zero he's not going to listen to this, I'm sure. So nobody tell him. True. And True. then, yeah, just pretend that it's fine. That's, that's what's going on here. Right. It'll be it'll be our inside joke in the community. And we can all point at Lazaro and be like, you don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That's that's mean. That's marginalizing. That's not cool. But we actually have, for an off week where there isn't too, too much going on in Rocket League, quite a bit to talk about. Imagine that. Yeah. It's, like we, it's like we drum up these ideas and stuff for you guys so you can <gasps> listen and enjoy wherever it may be on the go. In the toilet, at the job, in the car. Oh my it's crazy. gosh. That's crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> there actually is, I'm going to say it, there's kind of a lot that's happening. Or not has happened, but is happening. And that's, that's kind of where I think we're going to be going today. It's going to be fun. Yes, yeah. indeed, indeed. And uh, as as a long-time listener myself, I just let's just get right into it. I love... Mm-hmm. Uh, I love just jumping right into my week in Rocket League, which, uh, as far as I understand it, you were saying you haven't really had a week in Rocket League. My week in Rocket League has been the past almost one hour of nice. playing and training. Nice. And I've been kind of popping off. I've been playing pretty good. All right. All right. Are you working on anything in particular? Um, as always, I, I'm honestly just... The reason... So, no. No. So, I'm going to say okay. this. This okay. this past hour, no. I've just been hitting the ball. I've been doing literally nothing. And the reason is very good reason, in my opinion. And I haven't played all week. And that's why. It's because I don't want to practice something while I'm completely um, not used to playing the game. And I have to get warmed up back to just like a base level and be okay. And then I can go back into actual practice. Right? Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, unlike some of our, our community members who are like, nah, man, just rank. Just go straight into ranked. I mean... <laughs> I get that. Like, yeah, you want to practice against people of similar rank, and but like, there's nothing wrong with just sitting there and being comfortable before you go in. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's. I would argue that it behooves you to be comfortable before you go in because then you're playing your best you. You know, exactly, or at least as close to it as you could possibly get. So, mm-hmm. I dig it. I dig it. And plus, I know it's crazy at work slash school for you. You doing all sorts of things, and I think the your end of term finals are coming up right so yep it's heading yeah. towards end of semester for me so yeah so that's kind of why <laughs> yeah you just don't have time and it's exactly. okay yeah i'm not worried make about time it. for all our wonderful patrons and listeners like look at you go that's what i'm here for <laughs> yeah um i also haven't had too much practice lately well mm-hmm. i shouldn't say practice because that's what i have been doing but exactly. i haven't played i haven't played a lot of games lately mm-hmm. i um i think we can kind of we, we, I think we touched on it a little bit a show or two ago, but we, we could just reiterate for people who might have been late to the end of last season and the beginning of the season five, which is pretty sweet. There's 
a couple things in the past that are kind of worth getting. Mm-hmm. And really just the one thing at the end, level 69, it being the new goal explosion that turns the whole field into a rave, which it's is awesome. It's a very nice goal explosion. I do love that. <laughs> Hands down the best one they've ever made. Um, but for me... Be. Sorry, go on. I think it might be. like at, least, at the very least, up there. I'm debating with like some inverted dueling dragons or colored dueling dragons. True. I, have, I have a soft spot in my heart for that, but True. I do love this new one. It's really, really good. Yeah, definitely. I <laughs> I was I was a huge fan of it too. I I got my first non painted um, set of dueling dragons back when crates were still a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I still use them to this day. I love them. I absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, this week has been. An interesting one. I, I have had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a you know a death in the family. It was you know also my first year away from home on the holiday, and it's just a whole whole messy week. So what does Cursor do to get his head right while he's dealing with all these things? He puts time and effort into something that he loves and channels that energy into something positive, mm-hmm. which was doing a lot of kind of coming to terms with the fact that i don't feel like i belong in grand champ <laughs> fair i uh i like i'm like maybe the bottom echelon but i think what'll help me kind of secure myself like where i was peaking last season was like low 1500s which kind of puts me closer to gc2 um but i'm starting to realize like i used to consider myself a fairly mechanical person for where i was and now where i'm at i i it's like saying that would be lying to you <laughs> yeah so you've hit the point where the mechanics have caught up and yes you're no longer mechanical you're just normal yes and then the rest of you either has to get ahead the mechanic with the mechanics or catch up to the point where it's like no now i have to be better yeah exactly mm-hmm. so um in true fashion as any player who's been playing the game long enough knows and has climbed up through the ranks you kind of realize you got to break it down into its core bits right so for me i want to have two mechanics in my back pocket that I can execute at any given time. That being probably the most prominent one is flip resets. I'm awful at flip resets. I get Mm -hmm. the greatest setups for them and then I can never execute them. (laughs) So I've been, I have been working tirelessly at flip resets and understand coming to terms with the fact that like you'll hear it in YouTube videos and you'll hear it from higher ranked players. Like, like the constant reason why we all say that we're just terrible at the game is because you now have a deeper understanding of what it is you're supposed to do and how poorly you were doing it before and what it takes to do it properly and just like kind of where you sit. So I'm awful. (laughs) I realize my fast aerials are awful. I realize my aerial boost management is awful. I realize a whole bunch of things are awful. Um, so like that's that's one of the things I've been working on, um, particularly sitting in uh, probably one of my old timey favorites that still proves to be useful to this day, all the way from when I was you know a prospect in seasons the original seasons one through three, and then um, when the ranks made the switch over to the metallic mm-hmm. ranks you all know now, or the precious metal ones, whatever you want to call it, um, you know all the way up from silver, gold, plat, diamond, champ to grand champ. Now is this IP Joker pack. And it's called wall to air dribble. It's mm. three. It's three shots. One starts you on right mid wall. The other one starts you on left mid wall. And then the third shot uh, shot starts you in their third on the right wall before the corner. So you can learn to hit that angle as well. And Is that the, ball, the one that's always in either featured or browse? Like all the time. Yep. Yep. I just it's like in the browse. It's the first one. 
<laughs> it's it's literally been there for years, and I don't see enough people utilize this pack. The idea is that you can practice a plethora of things with these setups. You can practice wall to air. You can pla uh, practice flip resets. You can practice double touches. You can mm -hmm. practice ceiling resets. You can uh, like a whole bunch of different things. You just need to pick one thing you're gonna do with those shot setups and then mm -hmm. practice it every time. And yep. I, I I just find the pack so universal, like so versatile. Like I just I never put it down. So mm -hmm. so I've been using that and attempting them at different methods like let me touch the ball off the wall take a very brief pause then fast aerial off the wall jump follow angle my car correctly to get behind the ball properly not leaving too much distance between myself and the ball and learning how to keep speed and keep myself on the ball in case i need to play like an aerial 50 because mm -hmm. now at this rank like y you have to mm -hmm. like you just you have to play aerial 50s if you're not they're just eating the ball over you and now your teammates behind you are boned and are put in a situation where you've removed yourself from the play and they're at a disadvantage. So it's just kind of, hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot, lot of big mouthful there. So. Yes. The thing that I want to say with this is that aerial fifties are very, very good. There's something that you should definitely know how to do. And it's something that I will say generally you can't practice until you have to do them. Like, which sucks. It's not useful um, because it's such a useful thing to be able to do. But the only way to get better at them is to get better at ground 50s. But the thing is, can't practice those. You either have to find a buddy and go into like free play and figure that out um, and then figure out how to actually manage to do a, an aerial 50 because that's not easy. Um, or like it's it's just so much of a struggle to be able to practice them. So I'm going to put that out there. Super useful. I haven't figured out how you're supposed to actually practice other than like just learn how to do 50s, learn the, um, like what a 50 even is, what you're doing, why certain 50s work, certain 50s don't work, the position of your car and how to do it, blah, 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 all of that stuff. If you do that on the ground, you can kind of bring it up to the air. You just have to add an extra dimension. I didn't want to talk about that too much, though. So I'm going to move on from, <laughs> um, from aerial 50s and say that a lot of the times, especially if you're using this wall to air dribble pack, um, these are set up in such a way that you generally don't actually have to, um, or you should have the option to not have to go for an aerial 50. If right. at, at the very least in like slightly lower ranks, lower ranks being not SSL. I, that's, I say this all the time. Um, because on, if you, are properly properly using your space and you're setting yourself up uh, correctly with speed and knowing how to do it then the point of these wall to air dribbles is either to force out boost with an aerial 50 and then blah 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 which is kind of like high level or you're using them to beat somebody else where you get it over the first one into the air aerial 50 or into something else like a backboard shot where it's a pass and whatever else you can figure that out when you when you do it so what i want to say is maybe as you're doing them, especially in game, think about doing them either more vertical or further back because you might actually have that option of just beating that first person on um, right. or even just faking it. If you go for it a lot and they start pre-jumping, just fake it. Like all mm -hmm. of those are options that you can start thinking about and start using once you get into this, this GC rank, right? Yep. So wanted to, to put that out and like make you think about that because you can just beat somebody by 
either doing that fast aerial off the wall or going for a flip, pre-flip to whatever, or even just going for a flip and into an air dribble and something else, which right. is what this pack should be really let, letting you do and being practiced for, right? Yeah, I would agree. I think um, I, I was only throwing in like, because it's common knowledge to me now where I sit, like mm -hmm. the end of your aerial attempt is most likely resulting in a 50 at a higher rank, being like yes. high champ into low GC. Like it's it's something you need to expect. And another, to Wab's point, another thing to float into your mind is if you are that first man on the ball, like if you're playing threes, your only job in life is to force the play, is to force them mm -hmm. to do something as first man. And as Wabs is saying, if you're executing correctly, you could just beat the first man. And then you have even more threat on their net and a play can develop from there. Mm -hmm. But you just need to do something with the ball. doesn't matter how much boost you have. Like You just need to go put presence on the ball and be around the ball and force them to do something. So that the two teammates behind you can pick up while you rotate and get boost or just reposition. Mm -hmm. You just have to go. <laughs> and what, I'm, what I want to say here is that's, that's universal. Like that, that works for all ranks. It just, does. Just make them go and do something on the ball. It can be the higher level, go for an air dribble into a double tap to try and either pass it or go for the actual shot or whatever else. Right. Yep. Or it could just be hit the ball hard down, down the field. Kind of. <laughs> I Kind of. I, it drives me nuts when I see people eat it. Like not it really necessarily does. at the higher levels, but yeah. at a lot of lower levels, that's all you have to do because it forces yeah. somebody to do something and you've made a play on the ball, especially like if you're in the i want to say plat maybe low diamond ranks just hit it hard like a booming clear down the the field especially yeah. if it's on target then even better it probably goes in <laughs> like that that is that uh the i guess um analogy back down to any rank like just do something and make them yep. do something it yep. works all the time regardless 100 percent, i agree it get, it's it's getting you like acclimated to the pace that you're about to get into if you want to push into higher ranks. Because as you start mm -hmm. getting into it, as most of us who've pushed past this point know, pretty much the only things, and this isn't a slight against anybody, it's just a commonality that we see constantly that Diamond 3s and Champ 1s love to do, is they just hit the ball really hard down the field just to hit the ball really hard down the field. Mm -hmm. But that's around the rank you start learning, why am I doing this? And... Should I even be doing it right now? Because at mm -hmm. times, like if your team is starved for boost and we need, you know, we need uh, uh, space to yep. recollect and reposition, clearing the ball is okay. But when everyone has boost and everyone's ready for a play and you're throwing away possession, it just kind of sucks because now the other team has boost and everyone's got to reposition and wait for them to make a play. <laughs> mm -hmm. So throwing away possession, yeah. But like until you get to that point, it's okay to do this because it's teaching you this is like if you want to be in those higher ranks, like it's teaching you you're going to have to play to that speed if you want to be up there. Yeah. And that's going to be happening to you constantly. So if you prepare yourself now, it's not going to be so much of a shock for you when you get there and you're like, okay, I did the thing. The thing didn't work out well, but I'm not in such a bad spot where I don't know how to recover from this or help my team or reposition, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's kind of just one of those like early skills that as you develop it you learn the when and where to use it but it is yeah. super useful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is super useful mm -hmm. um so definitely uh getting back to it flip resets for me as well as my phone yelling at me that i have mm -hmm. a notification um and it's gonna sound really lame but i don't something about 
a super clean chip to air or starting on the ground, popping the ball up to yourself and starting an air dribble and then Mm -hmm. maintaining complete control of the ball to the net is another skill that I want to improve upon, which is definitely a mechanical skill for sure. Because it focuses focuses on your ground control, your boost management, your aerial control and your placement, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can you can take that ball to the corner, right? And set for the pinch out of the corner or to throw it with power at the corner. So it ricochets back into the middle in front of their net for a teammate who should be there for the pass. Like this coming from a guy who mains threes, right? I I love setting up good shots for teammates. Um, Passing plays are just where it's at. If you're not doing passing plays and you're just trying to solo all the time and you're wondering why you rank slow, might be one of the things you should look at. <laughs> yep. Because, um, you know, there's a mode for that. It's called ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, which I'm also actually getting back into because I want to see if I can push my rank up a bit more. I've been kind of lazy on it the last, you know, several seasons. And mm-hmm. I feel I'm going to unearth some connections that i need to make with the game in order to reach the next step in my my team games um like like just Mm -hmm. yeah just base level things that maybe i do understand to a point but i don't understand as well as i thought i did you know Mm -hmm. and the only way to do that is to put yourself in those situations and then think on the fly and gain that that muscle memory that experience right so like i've been I've been going for ludicrous things like walls airs and ones which you generally shouldn't do Mm -hmm. right but Mm -hmm. i'm trying to put myself in that position of like nervousness, like, okay, I need to execute here so that I can train myself to stay calm and focus on the mechanics so that I can get better at them. So that when it comes into the same situation in a three scenario, I can execute it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So been to my detriment. I've definitely taken some losses, <laughs> losses I could have easily avoided if I was just a bit more patient and on the field, but you know, think just, focusing on those things every time i go in yeah. making the most of the time that i'm playing not just mindlessly playing for hours and trying to be like look at how many hours i've played you know <laughs> so. and it's it, that's using ones as like a medium to get better at the game rather than just right. using ones as like its own rank um right separately which is right. honestly if you don't care about ones that's the perfect place to do it <laughs> See, that's the, that's the sad duality of it is i do but i don't but like yeah. I do, but like I don't. Because like if I really do care, I'm just going to grind ones the whole season. Yeah. And that's where I'll make the improvement. But like here, to your point earlier, I'm forcing myself to play against a player and yeah. to practice these things at somebody in the rank set who is equal to me, if not better. Because we all know high rank players like to make alt accounts. I have them. <laughs> Webs has them. Half the server probably has them. It's not a smurf. It's an alt. <laughs> it's only a smurf if, if they're like an SSL level player and they're hitting like double flip reset, double taps off you just because they can. That, that's that's kind of crummy. I disagree with that. To their hmm. to their defense, though, it's like their queue times are horrible. I yeah. can understand why they want to make accounts and go keep playing because they just love to play. They don't care mm-hmm. who they play against. They just won't play. They don't want to <laughs> wait 45 minutes to play a game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I get that, but... I digress. So, yeah, so my week uh, has been just sort of focusing on me, trying to improve and like be better at the game. So, nice. I would say it's somewhat productive. I haven't made a whole bunch of headroom yet, but it's the long term growth where it's the actual you're getting better at the game, which will give potential whenever it gives potential, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, that's where, that's why I made the comment. It's like, 
I've realized my fast aerials are crap. So it's like, <laughs> so now I am just, I'm like, okay, if I work on timing my fast aerials better, this mechanic will be a little easier and progress into making this mechanic a, you know, a, a six out of 10, seven out of 10, eight out of 10 times going for it instead of like a two out of 10 times going for mm-hmm. it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but but enough about my week in Rocket League. I hope you all had a fantastic holiday and ate all the foods because, you know, it's that time of year where at least in, you know, traditional American holiday style, we just okay ourselves to eat poorly for a whole day and take multiple naps because that's a thing. Uh-huh. Um, I've never actually, as a Canadian, and I'm sure a lot of <laughs> other, um, a lot of our other listeners would understand this as well. Yeah. Um I've never hit that, <laughs> hit that point of like, wow, I've eaten so much. I am just going to, you know, go to sleep, especially with turkey and especially with like a Thanksgiving type thing. Because really, yeah, I, it's just not that big of a thing. It's just not. <laughs> and it's weird. It's weird looking, looking at it from uh, like the thing about being Canadian. And I'll say this for all of Canadians generally is, and I know that's a big statement. That's bold. It it is, is that um, you live in a very weird dual um, system of you are both so heavily influenced by the American uh, just culture generally, but you're also technically within your own and you can keep that separate. And it's, it's a weird position to be in, especially with something like Thanksgiving, because I'm like, Thanksgiving was October. It was a month ago, but <laughs> I got wished happy Thanksgiving. I think six different times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or whenever it was like a couple days ago. And I'm just sitting there like, I just have to know that this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I kind of understand where you're coming from too. Cause it could, it could be, it's, it's almost like, what? You don't do this? It's like, yeah, I come from a different walk of life. Get over mm. yourself. Like, I, I, I was watching um, some Canadian streamers that I've been following for some years. And the chat was like, you know, oh, happy Thanksgiving. They're like, oh, I appreciate it. I'm Canadian. I don't celebrate it. But, you know, cool. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> I, was like, yep. I was like, yeah, that's going to put you in a weird disposition. Because, like, you're not trying to make yourself look, like, weird for not doing it. It's just, it's not a part of, like, what's normal for you in your culture, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, it, like, it's different for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, th- I think the like the respect and understanding that it is, and instead of blowing up at someone like, how could you not eat turkey on Turkey Day? It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I totally get where you're coming from, but I'd I'd be surprised if you didn't do it for like a birthday or a wedding nope. or maybe end of the year stuff, where a lot of people tend to celebrate religious holidays, Hanukkah, Christmas, you know, Kwanzaa, whatever, where it's just like, oh, we all get together, spend time with our loved ones, and just like eat good stuff and drink yummy things and like, yep. you know, so- just veg out yeah so at least this might be more personal but i also think it's semi-cultural um a lot of people don't do that like we have the the meals we have the feast we have the whatever else but we're just like oh it's just it's a good dinner and that's about it i'm not gonna be like oh i'm 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 dying because i ate a whole turkey (laughs) i mean if you ate the whole turkey no one else would have turkey right true 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 but everybody gets their own turkey. That's the real thing. Well, that's a lot of money. I I, I want to go to your house for Thanksgiving. Holy heck! <laughs> no, no, I'm saying we don't turkey. Do, I'm saying we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So I don't know. That was a weird little side tangent of my own thought on that, and I don't know why I thought of it, but I did, and that's what oh. we got. 
That's cool. You're, you are you are informing the cursor on what it means to be a true Canadian, not an Canadian. It's to basically be American uh, and feel or, sad or, about it, or or pretend to be, but secretly be happy that you're not because our country is in shambles right now. But anyways, because we don't get into politics here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for the Robin Kyle show. Y- you know what country? Yeah, it is. Which, <laughs> by the way, if you're not subscribed to the Patreon and you want some of that spicy action, get in on that. Uh, I believe a country that doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving, Sweden. And you know what's going down in Sweden in like a week and a half, ten days to be precise. Oh my gosh, what's happening? Ten days as of recording, which is a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It indeed is. Um, it is the event you have all been waiting for: the championship series for the fall split major. The very first LAN event we've had in mm-hmm. two years, if I'm not mistaken, for Rocket League. And man, has it been a long two years. Oh, I want to know how many months it's been. It's oh. been a, it's been a while. Because <laughs> it's been at least 24, but was it middle of or was it middle of uh summer? Was it even that late? So let's put it this way. G2 was looking to win the world championship in season nine right before they called everything off because COVID kicked off. Oh, wow. We are now on season 11. We, yeah. We, and season 10 literally, was a full year. <laughs> yeah, we've quite literally seen a season and a half, almost two full seasons go, almost, mm-hmm. since our last LAN event. And that's, that's a long time. That's, All right. I, I want to guesstimate, and I, you know, some people may find that word cringe. I think it's awesome. <laughs> It's been close to about 500 days. <laughs> That's a long time to go without a LAN event for people whose whole livelihood is to train to play in front of large, large audiences on LAN. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's a bunch of players are stoked. A lot of players are nervous, you know, new, newer players who have, you know, climbed up through the jungle that is trying to get noticed and sponsored and onto a decent team and get somewhere with it and make it to the pro circuit. Um, and there's, I mean, you're hearing it all over the place. Everyone's got their tidbits to say about it, their favorite teams, but you know, we're here to tell you we're kind of more just happy. The land's happening, even mm-hmm. though we both secretly have our own bias <coughs> G2, but, um, secretly, by the way, <laughs> secretly, secretly. Um, yeah, yeah. and I believe your secretly biased team didn't make the, uh, the event, if I'm not mistaken, none of my many. Made oh. it. <laughs> oh, oh my. I will say. Are you, uh, are you thinking about changing sides? <laughs> I, I, I always root for somebody. That's the that's fair. the that's the beauty of not being a fanboy. I fair, always fair. have somebody. <laughs> True. I'm kind of thinking endpoint in a very weird way. Endpoint isn't gonna do well, but I want to see how well they do. <laughs> really, you think so? Yeah, because I think they totally could. But oh, yeah. it would have to be a really okay. We'll talk about this in a second. Sorry, sorry. We'll talk about this. <laughs> I mean, I'd, this is this is where we were going with it. We were going to start doing predictions on who you think is going to make it through. We might even be able to boil it down to a top four, top two. I mean, go go right into okay, it because I, okay. I, I I support you. I think Endpoint looks amazing. I think they have the team synergy for sure on the pitch. Yeah, I definitely think they do. But there's so many like there's so much wild card option that we just have no clue about, which is the the, the biggest thing um, for this. Like. Mm. endpoint was looking really good but they've also looked not so good um true vitality is a complete <laughs> wild card <laughs> like just straight up they 
even among the EU teams, they are just a wild card where they're just, yeah. who knows? <laughs> they're um, either former world champions or <laughs> 16th seed vitality. We yeah. don't know who we're going to see that day. <laughs> exactly. And they barely made it in and at, like as it is. Um, we have no clue. There are a lot of predictions and a lot of uh, thoughts going on. Like me and Ty had different differing opinions last uh, esports show as mm-hmm. to how the NAEU regions are going to match up and how the play styles are going to work. And then we're also throwing in four other regions <laughs> that are Very all true. looking really good. <laughs> Very true. So I have no clue about anything. Like, I'm not even going to pretend to have any actual opinions on where any of these players are going to go. Mm. See, not to, not to like jump off EU because we still have a lot to talk about EU, but side comment. Just general comments at this point. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how Sandrock Gaming Mm -hmm. and uh, from the MENA region, the Middle East region. Yep. Uh, you guys might know them better, uh, or you guys and gals, excuse me, uh, mm-hmm. might know them better as like Okhalid and uh, um, Okhalid, excuse me, and like Ahmad. Um, some of these just top tier players from the Middle East who mm-hmm. quite literally, like the whole community has been backing. Like, can we, can we just get them in the circuit now? Can we like let these guys play? Like they're insane and they deserve to be here. Like, So the thing about Sandrock specifically, at least, um, is that they're playing Senzo instead of Okhalid. Right, which, you know, thank you, Ty, for that info. Mm-hmm. Spicy, spicy info. Uh, was it two episodes ago there? Um, that's going to be an interesting changeup because yeah. n- not to take anything away from the rest of the team, but he's definitely a powerhouse figure on that roster for sure. Yeah, and I'm sure that they are still probably going to be the best team in the, in the, um, the MENA region. Um, so I would say that they're probably still the best team there at least even with that uh, that substitution. And we've seen subs do amazing things, especially on game day. Facts. But also... I mean, this we was... saw Fireburner come in for... What was yep. it? Enter, what was it? Who'd he, play, who, he played for uh, Cloud9, I think it was, when Cloud9 was still a thing. He just came out yep. of nowhere. Yep. Like, And then uh, how many... Oh, there aren't any prior subs... Like prior famous subs that uh, are in this, I don't think, yeah. in this tournament. But it's not to detract from, you know, the potential of subs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, they're a sub for a reason. <laughs> yes. Like we sometimes you can like rag on it, be like, oh, Musty's a sub for. <laughs> like yeah, but Musty also pretty goaded and is an SL player, <laughs> and kind of ground his way to the top. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Say, you know, take the shots at him that you will, but there's a reason why he's there. And they're like, crap, one of our best players can't play today. Yo, Musty, fill in for us. Mm-hmm. That shows it's, a level of trust and like they've played with him and they understand and like he fits in the roster. Like it can only be a meme to a certain extent. It really can be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and on the other side, uh, the other sort of, as I like to call it, underdog of the series, mm-hmm. because it's it's, you know, covering the top team. Uh, from two different regions is Tokyo Verde, which is my team from Japan that I just I love. I love that Japan's involved now, and I yep. love that my boy Realize is about to show people and make them realize just how bad they are at the game because he's an absolute goat. This um, has been a very long time coming. Like long these, time coming. Personally, these two teams, Sandrock and uh, Verde, like these two are the teams that I I want to see the most because. Mm-hmm. 
if they've ever played in actual games or like even like individually with uh, Okalid and Amin, um, the two of them played ones and were dominant in the general one scene in EU on very high ping. And, and twos. And twos as well. Yeah. Um, so, and like Realize and Maru are also both just like powerhouses in the, like their own respect. So, and I'm sure Tenhao is as well, but I'm not, I haven't heard his name as much. He's, he's pretty goaded. Yeah. But if also, if I'm not mistaken, Realize is also a member of the Pulse community. Yep. For those of you who are really into the mechanical side of Rocket League and freestyling and the cool things that all these players can do, he's, mm-hmm. he's insane. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's actually insane. He's like a Japanese version of Justin. He just creates things out of nothing and has the hours to back it up. I think homie's at like 10, 12,000 hours played. Like Probably. he knows how to play the game. <laughs> like, yeah. So these and, two two teams are just something that I'm very, very excited to finally see yeah. um, actually stacked up against the rest. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm honestly, even though I love G2, I would be okay if either of these teams beat G2 and like go into mm-hmm. top four. I'm very okay with this because... Mm-hmm. I want to see these two teams succeed as well. Like you, I may be a fanboy, but I'm not just a diehard fanboy for one org. As I've stated ever since I jumped on the podcast, I just love Rocket League and I love like watching players play. Although I am a little biased towards some teams and players, it's like it's a beautiful thing to behold to watch these players who understand the game to a far higher extent than the rest of us like mm-hmm. play. You know, they're in their own world or in their own league, so to speak, to make a joke out of it, but it's it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. I'm kind of hoping we see like a, a complexity sort of upset, right? Where they come mm. in and just start decimating these top tier teams, and everyone's like, "Okay, <laughs> like I'll see you." All right, I respect um, respect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So because we have a lot of wild cards in there, right? Like getting back to EU, like even BDS has kind of been that team this season where they were looking to be hands down the best team in the world last season, mm. uh, and now it's kind of like. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Um, They're a top my, team, but are they even the best anymore? Right, exactly. Right, because you know, as Ty and I were stating back, episode 116, baby, go listen to it. <laughs> like ones players are changing the threes meta right before your eyes. If you're not paying attention to it, you're gonna miss it. Yeah. Um, little reference there for our uh, our old heads who dig on old movies from the 80s. But <laughs> um. Dignitas is turning heads and mm-hmm. taking names and doing it with style. We have Scrub Killer, Jorius, and apparently Jack. And I'm sure all of you, if not at least one of you on the show, is familiar with at least one of those names and how good they are at the game. And seeing them develop a threes play style that benefits three absolutely dominant and at one point in their career, like either rank one or top five ranked ones players in the world mm-hmm. is impressive. Mm-hmm. They're showing people like how important it is to grind ones to be good as a solo player. And then how important it is to learn how to play well as a team. And uh, like, I really hope they push through. I do. Yeah. But then you've got NA and they're like, you know what? Ones players, we're good at ones. We don't play ones. <laughs> yeah. We play, we play lots threes. of threes yeah. and mostly twos <laughs> in the off season or in the uh, gaps in between events. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, we don't see Space Station this time around. It was a tough matchup between them and Complexity. I, I wanted to see both those teams. Honestly, this might be unpopular opinion. I wanted to see Complexity and Space Station in and not FaZe. Yep, I thought you were going to say it. I'm kind of angry phases there. Nothing against my man's AJ. I think he's fantastic. And I think I misquoted him on an earlier episode saying... 
um, Illusion, and I meant to say AJ for being like oh, an sure. absolutely goaded mechanical player because Illusion's more of an enabler, whereas like AJ mm-hmm. is just he, he's just mechanical as heck. Like he's just that good. Yep. But yeah, yep. <laughs> I, I don't really think they they should be there. Honestly, it's just this is my opinion. But they you also have Team Envy too. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. I honestly wasn't so sure they were going to make it. Like, like they definitely have the track record to be there, and they have four-time turbo. But with all of these teams looking so hot and coming up, it's it was kind of questionable whether or not they were going to hold their seed for a while. You know, how did they end up making it? Uh, like, what were their what question. were their rankings? Because they got second in the three for sure. Um, I'm just checking. They got fourth in two. And I think that's honestly probably enough to make it with like an, even a remotely decent showing uh, fifth, eighth. So they've actually been relatively consistent. Yeah. Especially because um, the first one was very much the throw, like what's even going on. Nobody knows um, <laughs> in both NA and EU where, mm-hmm. you know, classic version one comes in and it's like, Hey, we're a team that you have to consider exact right. same thing as last time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They've been definitely consistent, even though their play is potentially less than, I guess. Right. Or at least it looks potentially less than. They're such a weird team. I'll never understand how to watch Envy. I, I just won't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like when they when they want to be, they're very much like the dominant endpoint performance we've seen more recently uh, or like vitality when they choose to care. They're <laughs> a very well put together team that knows how to play rotational rocket league, whether it's on offense or defense and they support each other. Well, mm-hmm. and I think that speaks volumes. Um, they, but the they've reason... sat there and taken shots from some of the best offense in the world and just not been mm-hmm. phased by it and then made a counterplay. No, or their defense they've has like been... kept some of the best teams in the world in yeah. their half. You know what I mean? It's like it really like to your point earlier, it's very much another one of those teams that's like a very on the day team. As it is an mm-hmm. on the day sport, they kind of fit the bill. But I don't even know if you can say that because they are extremely consistent rank wise. Like they they True. are showing consistent results. True. Um, so so I'm saying it comparatively to those other teams that are with them, right? That top four, that top six sort of bracket where those teams are kind of constantly mm. fighting against each other. I guess that's that's fair. I don't know if result-wise it is fair, but I'm going to say because I don't actually know the results um, that it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know, specifically with Envy, you're right that like their defense is just, it's just one of the best yeah. straight up. Like, yeah. You can look for that one uh, one series with Atomic, like completely shutting out the entire team. Like it was Atomic mm-hmm. versus the world and the other two. Uh, <laughs> Pretty <laughs> um, much. Like they, Tur- Mist and Turbo are amazing, but Atomic was literally the reason that they had any chance whatsoever. Um, or like in the event when they lost and everyone was like, <laughs> 5% shooting, uh, Turbo, what's going on here, bud? But that's it. All of their goals are like, Sure, the rotations maybe allow it. Maybe it's like, okay, what? How, why is he there? Oh, the rotation, they know what he's doing. The boost starvation generally is kind of lacking. I'm not going to lie from from Envy. Um, but the, the shots that go in are just like, excuse me? That was mm-hmm. such a bad shot, and that's the only reason it goes in. Mm-hmm. So this is why, this is the reason that I said I'll never know how to watch Envy. Because 
they are the weirdest team. I'll happily say that they're the weirdest team to probably ever play Rocket League. Yeah. At this highest level. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna have to agree with you there. I'm, <laughs> it's 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 kind of an anomaly to me because yeah. Turbo does turbo things yep. and Miss and Atomic are just they're just that good. Yeah. Like they can turn a mistake into a really awesome looking goal. <laughs> like, is it even a mistake and this is the turbo thing we don't know right? if it's <laughs> is it like a 5000 IQ play where it's like that's what we wanted you to think and <laughs> then it went in and now you're just sat there like drool coming out of the side of your mouth like brain dead trying to figure it out you're like I don't know if I have the cells to put that whole thought together like is that even possible to play on that level is that a thing <laughs> We haven't touched yeah. the ceiling yet, folks. We have not touched the ceiling yet. We're Sorry, we there. haven't touched the floor. What you- <laughs> True. NA just stays in the air the whole time, whereas EU <laughs> kind of stays on the ground. So, True, true. And that's why the ones place works. And that's why this this matchup, at least those matchups, are going to be so much fun. True. Because I don't know how they're going to match up. And uh, I, think, I think the big one we're going to see here is... I feel like Semper and Complexia are kind of performing on a very, mm-hmm. like they're kind of firing on the same cylinders. Um, they're both teams that look really hot and can stick it to top four, but mm-hmm. we don't really know if they're quite ready to solidify themselves as top four teams just yet. That's that's probably fair. What I at least think... in my opinion, anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not fact. Nothing here is stated as fact. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is ever stated as fact. No. What, what I want to say that I think would be super interesting with this complexity though is that their first matchup is against bds Ooh. getting into like the actual bracket they're immediately starting against bds which Ooh. i don't That's, yeah oh yeah i want to see that right right i really <laughs> want to see that oh if my man raise bull turns up mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know monkey moon move over <laughs> Heard me say it a couple episodes ago. I know you're insane and you're a really gifted player, but uh, I mean, my man's coming up in here with creativity, doing things where it's it's. You, if you hopped on Twitch at the time, some of these uh, watch parties that are going on, you got pro players in there being like, "Damn!" <laughs> like they're like, people are impressed. They are turning heads, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a very very fun first like first round oh yeah it's gonna be so interesting okay and i know you love this team so i'm not trying to like take away the spotlight (laughs) but semper looking semper look pretty good with cassio and archie over there they they'd be really sticking it to people especially more recently Mm. where i believe they took second at the last EU regional which is pretty damn impressive and And they took people they lost to was endpoint yeah they they took a pretty (laughs) pretty like not consistently um pretty strongly like it was a good showing yeah uh by semper and endpoint obviously they were just they were amazing but yeah yeah, no it was really really good uh showing and going up against furia that could be interesting i honestly haven't had the pleasure of watching too much furia as of late Mm -hmm. but i mean there's a reason they're there (laughs) yes yeah so I don't know. Overall, I think it's just going to be a very, very fun first day. Yeah. Um, do you want to go over some of how this is actually going to work? Like what the format is, what we're seeing? Uh, we can. Um, let me see here. Because it's starting off just normal Swiss round ones. Um, looks to be that way. So I, it looks like there's going to be... I have it set to 
High matches, low matches. So I'm t- I'm assuming like winners uh, like starting higher best. seating and starting lower seating. Um, um, so first goes to eighth, fourth goes against fifth, second against just, seventh, and yep. third against sixth here. But that's for the playoffs, right? For quarters. So uh, mm, yes. So it's just basic um, Swiss into uh, a top eight bracket, I think. Like what we've been okay. seeing for the past couple majors. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That would make sense. Oh what? man, looking at the bracket. Oh my! Uh, this, this is what I was hoping for. This is exactly what I was hoping for. And the zero was so mad that I answered it this way last time. <laughs> so I get to see two of my teams go head to head in the first match. I get to see G two against Sandrock. That is going to mm. be an insane game. Yeah. Yeah. No, two teams uh... that love to play aggressive and fast. And I mean, what do you think? Okay. In a, in a, we're going to talk about these together at the same point. The G2 Sandrock and also the Phase Vitality. What do you yeah. think about that one as well? Because those could very much be like a like heads and tails, complete opposite matches. I think... So I think this is going to turn out one of two ways. Mm-hmm. I think as far as the, the Phase Vitality matchup goes, I think if it's a day where First Killer is going to do First Killer things and turn up... Mm-hmm. And and be the hard backpack carry we know him to be as one of the best players in the world, undisputedly, easily top three, top five. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I'm gonna want to see. I'm gonna want to see one's very peak start to show up, and Kadoff to sort of take a back seat here, because Kadoff is an amazing striker, and still at times shows why he's won three world championships. Mm-hmm. But to your point earlier about consistency with Envy, like Fairy Peak has always been that guy. I yeah. feel like he is secretly the rock for that team. Like Alpha can do crazy mechanical things, is a great offensive asset. But I really think they need to give Fairy Peak the floor here if they're going to stand a chance against FaZe if it's a day where it's first killer showing up. All right. Because uh, I think that's going to be the only player that could stand to first killer on that mm-hmm. roster is very peak honestly that's interesting do you mean um like defensively or offensively or just generally just generally because it kind of huh. goes both ways i th- mm-hmm. i think i think the level at which both those players play is very much like to an even point mm-hmm. that they're both gifted aerially and mechanical and extremely creative at trying to bring out the worst in their opponent and the yep. best in themselves, right? They have That's the patience, right. the positioning, the management, the whole nine, right? And I've seen them both play hours and hours and hours on end. I've been big fans of the both of them for a very long time. And I think if, if, if again, if it's a day where First Killer tries to show up for FaZe, we're going to need Fairy to show up for Vitality, or mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to win against FaZe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a hot take that's maybe different from this. It's going to come down to the Illusion K-Dot matchup is... Really? Yeah. I think that's going to be what it comes down to if everybody has shown up. Because looking at the two teams, I honestly think that they're very similar with the AJ uh, Alpha similarities. Like, just insane players are going to do things that are going to, you know, you're going to freak out at. Um, you're totally right, I, I would say, about the first killer Fairy Peak matchup and the K-Dot Illusion. Um, is the third man the one who's going to be allowing the the rest of the team to do things and if they can allow the two, their two teams to or their two teammates to do things more than they their opposite yeah enable them if they're right. a better enabler like that's where i yeah. think this is going to come down to in a very weird way um and very subtle way that would probably be pretty hard to see 
unless somebody just doesn't show up at all. At all. No, I, I agree. I agree. I, th- I think that kind of touches on the same point as to um, what people are saying about just how good the space station style is, right? Like yeah. you don't get points and stats for that, but you do see just how effective it really is to, mm-hmm. to, to be that person nagging the other team on their half to set up your teammates for success. Yeah. Yeah. It's, to your point, I th- yeah, against these two teams, I really think having a good enabler is really going to determine whether or not that team is going to take the series for sure. Mm-hmm. And who that's going to be, I'm not sure. I know we have a person on either team who's kind of more the dedicated role for it, but I, I they don't know. They can swap. <laughs> they, yeah. Vitality, yeah. I feel, is more comfortable with swapping that role where I don't for think sure. FaZe is. Yeah. Uh, I think we've seen players on phase sort of try swapping that role and we're surprised at times when they do and do it well, mm-hmm. but they're not consistent at it. Like Vitality yeah. is with a roster where they have two seasoned veterans who have seen multiple world championships and been on land and dealt with that before. Mm-hmm. I think that's something they have against phase, which is why I'm saying like we need we need world championship fairy to show up. That is super fair. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like this this phase roster if i'm not mistaken i don't believe maybe aj maybe aj has i don't think first killer has but has seen what it takes to play at that level on land and yeah on land mm-hmm. like so this is not new to him um but it's 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 a majority at that point right it's like the two to one or the two to two but then you know, you're weighing how more experienced is their third versus their third. I mean, you can go on and on and on about it, but realistically, I think I think we kind of hit the nail on the head. We need their star players to show up, and we need a good enabler to be there for yeah. sure. For both teams, um, for like, both teams, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that for the G2 Sandrock matchup mm-hmm. as well, uh, you have incredibly gifted mechanical players on both sides of the field here. Um, yeah. But realistically. It's three v three, not one v one, right? So we're <laughs> we're definitely going to need to see some enabling out of out of each team for sure. I think if we see if we see JNAPs not missing a shot and and season nine Kago show up, <laughs> Sandrock doesn't stand a chance. Yep. But but if Sandrock is still following this heat that they've been bringing for so long and let me reiterate this with their performances over the last two years over the last two years of sanctioned events they've come second once and come first every other time now you could argue well they're playing against other teams from mina and maybe those teams don't stack up to the caliber of player from you know north america you could say that but i'm gonna debunk that with everyone was saying that about previous true neutral who just became complexity and now yep. look at where they are yep. so you can really only use the past as proof for so much mm-hmm. you kind of just need to look at overall performance yeah and, and the, honestly this, this week this is a team is that just proof. always takes first yeah yep. like this is gonna be the proof like mm-hmm. as a team that always takes first from their region they are the nrg of their region they honestly, don't take else bds, <laughs> BDS yeah. of like, last year yeah they just they don't take else mm-hmm. They're a very well put together team. I've watched their matches online. Like they're they are insane. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing just how good they really are against these other top tier teams. Because I yeah. feel they play a very similar style in the sense that they also like to play fast and aggressive and put a lot of pressure on the opposing team almost immediately. Mm-hmm. 
And when G2's doing G2 things, as Dries is getting accustomed to now when they're in form, the team won't, the, the, the other team won't leave their half. They're yeah. just going to keep belting shots at your net, really good shots, and you're going to need to be ready for it. And yeah. You're going to need to have the mindset to sit there and take those shots and play for that small window of opportunity for a counterplay, or you need to turn up mechanically and be better than Kago, JNAPs, and Dries, which is not an easy feat to do. Not at all. You hear it from, you know, our top, our, our excuse me, our top tier team in America being NRG talking about like we always, always have a hard series against G two, mm-hmm. and they are undisputedly the best team in our region for sure. Like no one's taking that away from them. With with Squishy, Justin, and Garrett, like these guys are extremely well seasoned vets who know how to play the game very, very well, and to their benefit which i've talked with some other community members about they're all extremely comfortable at swapping roles at any given time oh i think i think that's what makes them the powerhouse team Mm -hmm. is no one person is just doing one thing if you need an absolute like star of a goalie all three of them can do it yep if you need a person to flex mechs and turn a play and make a goal out of nothing all three players can do that you might have been able to say that garrett was that player that was like kind of stuck before but mm-hmm. over the last like two seasons i think um 100 he's very much swapped that and is mm-hmm. just as good at anything as the other two who are the best at everything <laughs> i'd almost do a humble comparison to a very like different degree like he he went through a change i'm trying to make in myself now where he was like good rotator could do this could do that but wasn't the most mechanically gifted person on the field mm-hmm. now like now, now he, he has be. both of those things in his yeah. pocket right yeah. which is where i like i where i see it like leagues below him in my own gameplay is like <laughs> I, okay i can rotate well i can do this i can set up my teammates well but i need to open up my arsenal of offensive options and i need to be better at it because i need to be able to swap that role as well so mm-hmm. it's like i, I kind of like i feel for him and i i see the progress he's made and i i love watching them play yeah especially to your point like watching garrett just hit these things where everyone's like did garrett just hit <laughs> four double flip resets <laughs> in one game not even in a series just one match like what wait this is like, garrett we're, we're talking this about, right? is garrett yes, we're talking garrett about we're talking about now <laughs> like the g-man like yeah. yeah yeah so yeah very very much uh you know getting back to g2 sandrock very much two teams that are both very very capable in either aspect of the game um mm-hmm. but i think it's going to be the same argument to be made not to be disingenuous or anything but the these four teams are being brought up in unison for a reason they show very similar qualities um and I, I think it's going to boil down to the same thing. Whereas when we look at the starred matchups, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's who can be the most consistent at that point mm-hmm. because they're already they're already enabling well enough. They're already shooting well enough. It's just can they keep it up for every game, for yeah. each series, for the whole series? Yeah. Right. Like looking back at what G two did, where they played the longest running series in Rocket League history, twenty one straight games to take the dub. That's endurance, man. Yes, that it is. is. That is endurance, <laughs> man. That is a lot of ro- like, let's just break that down for our viewers who might be relatively new to the game. The average Rocket League game is just over five minutes to include the three second respawn in between goals, right? So let's call it six to seven minutes mm-hmm. per game. Now multiply that 21 times. Yep. <laughs> yep. We're we are talking like three, four hours of Rocket League straight at the highest level for money. 
I think it was 120 hours or was it? I think it was about that. Or hours? 120 minutes, minutes, minutes. That's minutes. a lot of hours, dude. <laughs> minutes. Holy. Now we're talking about like the sunless world record for longest game played. Hold up. Just yeah, do that's... a full series of the longest game plays and then you have that. No, um, I think it was about 120 minutes uh, either of play or like from start to end of the highest level gameplay. Yeah. Not including like the ad breaks on stream in between, the intermissions, mm-hmm. any of that. Like, just raw game time just two straight hours of raw game time Mm -hmm. like that's it's a lot (laughs) that's there's a reason why people are up there like yeah you know they know how to handle that and even for them like he was exhausted in the interview when they interviewed chicago he's absolutely exhausted like and you know why like because of course he is (laughs) yeah yeah like it's different for us being like oh i have the weekend off i'm gonna play rocket league for a few hours (laughs) five hours you know whatever Nah, dude, it's it's a different level they play at. That's mm-hmm. got to take way more out of you mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, just absolutely outstanding. So, I think that being said, though, um, yeah, it's it's going to boil down to what we were saying earlier. Yeah. These these four teams are really going to need to show us that their offense is there to play. Um, they need to be comfortable with themselves, so they're not freaking out on defense, and they really mm-hmm. need a good enabler. Uh, or I don't think any four of these teams is going to make it into quarters. That's totally fair, actually. Um, on potentially the other side of this, where we don't have that, like, you know, slow play or, you know, specific play versus like the just general threes play, mm-hmm. um, another starting matchup is the Tokyo Verde versus Dignitas. I'm very much looking forward to this match as well. Yeah. The Again, reason that two, I, two more of my teams. <laughs> of, of course, of course. Every single team is your team because every single no, team is amazing. We love- no, see, listen, I'm not T-Bates from First Touch, okay? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll plainly go out and just state the teams I'm behind right now. Fair. Just to clear the air. NRG, Endpoint, Dignitas, G2, uh, Verdi, and Sandrock. All right, all right. Those are the six teams out of all of the teams in the world that I could be backing. And my my underdog lucky seventh that I like to root for secretly is Complexity because I love their story and I love mm-hmm. seeing what they're doing on the field mm-hmm. that's it that okay. is it okay that's fair that's fair okay but yes back to the uh dignitas um <laughs> verdi the reason that i bring this one up is because i haven't watched much verdi like you th- i want you to speak to this but dignitas is very much the ones players um they show that in how they play they are just playing three different sets of ones at the same time together like in the weirdest way but it, it works out really well because they're playing ones Verdi, I'm assuming based off of the players and what I know about them, is entirely team. Like yes. they are only as good as every single other player on that team, and they're going to work as a team. Um, so I think it'll be a very interesting like uh, game to play out because it's gonna be those polar opposites faced mm-hmm. up, and we'll see which is better. I. So I'm, I'm mixed on this one. I want to see both teams win, but it's not going to happen, <laughs> right? Yep. So to your point, though, um, at least from the gameplay I've seen, watching Verdi climb up and, and take one in their region, uh, they are very much a team-based team. Like, mm-hmm. they don't... You don't really see a lot of solo play action coming out of them. Like, they do have it, and they do pop off and score some pretty nutty goals solo from time to time. Mm-hmm. But they are very much more like the envy of their region. They're very yep. well put together as a team. Um, I think they have that edge on Dignitas because Dignitas is a new roster that's learning to work together. Mm. 
these guys have been playing together for quite a bit. Um, I think the only way Verdi takes this this matchup is if Dignitas shows up with Ego and they're playing out of their realm that day where they're trying to do too much. I think if Dignitas reels themselves in and plays the same gameplay we saw them play against Vitality and saw them winning that first event, Verdi's just not going to make it. They're like All right. the three players on Dignitas are just that much more seasoned. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, <laughs> they have a, a a world championship player on their team and two of arguably the, the top 10 best players in the world as far as ones is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um it's going to be a really hard team to beat for Verdi, and it's going to be a rude awakening for both teams to sort of see how both these regions play against each other and how different play styles are. Because okay. I would, it's kind, of, it's it's too early for me to say, but I'd like to go off on a limb and say that, like other regions, the the Asian region has not had a lot of time to yeah. sort of develop its own style as a region as EU and as NA have. Yes. Whereas NA tends to be very airily dominant, very aggressive, and to, <laughs> to what uh, well, I'm going to forget his name now. I think it was Archie, I think it was. I'm forgetting. Sure. Um, somebody was on the First Touch podcast like a week or two ago, and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, NA players give people too much space. <laughs> and then like quite literally the matches that followed there was zero space yeah. like if it happened it was for a moment where like everybody on the field needed boost and the ball was rolling towards a corner mm-hmm. it was like they don't it's it's not it was <laughs> poor assessment everybody laughed about it it was all over the internet it was pretty funny but i just i don't think they have something in their region in terms of play style yeah. that sets them aside yet like you look at like sam in the Spanish kickoff and all, and the, the pace of play of which they, they play in, like it's, it was a rude awakening for a lot of people. They're like, wow, these guys are actually, they're, they're pretty quick. They're, they're pretty offense heavy. Like they have their own style. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that. I don't really see that at Asia yet. I'd yeah. like to see it. I'd like to see them develop some kind of new meta. I would love to, but at the same time, you're going against the, the, the team that Ty and I were saying episodes back is quite literally going to change the meta because it's built out of, top tier ones players and ones players are changing the meta every day. That's fair. The way they go for things like mm-hmm. in minor, minor ways, not hard ways like, Oh now we got to play differently today. Like, no, it's just as it becomes the norm, ones players are making threes players have to play differently. <laughs> like, True. True. Some of the things they can pull off mechanically, like their control on the ball, like, their, their boost management, the way they rotate, the way they can cut it half and be an absolute mm-hmm. threat. It's very, very, very different. Yeah, it um, is. But I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, I'm leaning towards Dignitas on this one as much as I love Verdi. Because if Dignitas shows up coming to play, I don't think they beat Verdi. Or I don't think Verdi beats Dignitas, excuse me. All right. Um, they, they've, Dignitas has just been so dominant this season. They're looking so confident. Mm-hmm. Um, very well put together and if you look at it from behind the scenes and you jump on their social media and you watch their streams like the team seems to be sticking pretty well like in terms of cohesion they're they're teaming pretty well so and we um, all know that that's been the general problem with scrub killer teams which if that's not being the problem means that it's probably a good team (laughs) yes yeah because with all three of those players enabling each other to just pop mm-hmm. off and be the stellar players they are it's going to be hard for anyone to beat them yeah um all right 
those I are digress. yes those are generally honestly every single matchup is amazing and we went over i think almost all of them <laughs> um but yeah. i i think those are the ones that specifically i want to talk about because of thing like endpoint uh renegades might also be a super interesting one but and oh my god and ground zero uh envy like every single one is going to be great i'm not even gonna pretend we're not talking about the nrg matchup here just because i don't we know one player from eternity which Mm -hmm. is another sam team getting picked up by an org not out of sam (laughs) it's funny sounds just like complexity (laughs) but they're going against nrg yes so that's first seed versus last seed and nothing against them but i think that's all she wrote yeah if they really win, do. it's going to be an upset, and it's probably going to be for a reason. And if it's not, oh, baby, we're going to have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So so we'll yeah. talk about that if we have to talk about it. And that'll come later. That'll come, let me tell you when, next week, not next week for actually talking about that, because we'll be recording early. But this tournament is happening starting Tuesday, I think. It starts... I believe so. Or it starts Wednesday. It starts on the 8th and it goes all the way to the 12th, which is ending on the Sunday. So it's going to be five full days of Rocket League. Um, really need to stop starting things in the middle of the week. It's just... <laughs> but so I was looking at it. The reason that they're doing this is to have, um, I think, two, Sunday. two full days of finals at the very least. And no. I don't I don't actually know why they're doing five days. I'm not going to lie. They could do it in three days. They want to make it more hype, I guess, whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, they... I don't know when each of the matchups is happening. They might actually just stream everything, which no. might be why. No. That's what I was thinking about. If they stream everything individually rather than having like the main broadcast swapping through and trying to watch all games um, simultaneously, which they do on the, the majors, um, then it does make sense to have the five days. If they don't do that, then I'm not sure what's going on. True. But we talked at great lengths about these teams and the unsurety of how both of us feel in these matchups. But we should probably <laughs> we should probably move on and let's let's yeah. kind of wrap it up for our uh, for our listeners with who do you think I I think this is a fair a fair place to be. Who do you think is going to make it a top four? Top four? Okay, yeah. putting energy there. Yep. Um, I'm kind of stuck in a. I might put Dignitas there, but that's a big depending on if they show up. I want to put Endpoint there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to give a toss-up between Complexity and G2, actually. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I I gave more of a top five, but... No, I... Oddly enough, I had quite literally the same exact lineup. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like for the first time ever, I think we had our teams perfectly aligned. The pl- the stars are aligned, and we we're thinking the same thing right now. Oh my so, gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a world first for the ASAP Weekly right here. So I think it actually is. <laughs> yeah, I I I think those are the teams that are going to make it. Honestly. All right, I'm so. also fully accepting this could be entirely wrong because who knows? But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, now I know what Flash feels like. It's like, wow, we're, we <laughs> we expected the same thing. Wow, How we're both cool! <laughs> <laughs> but but now after our uh, lengthy debate on what's gonna happen in Sweden, because mm-hmm. you know Wabbits and Cursor predict the future, so of course, sorry, of course. get over yourselves. Yeah. We just know things. It's guaranteed at this point. We knew it. There's we're script some, writers. Yeah, we are. There is another really cool thing on, that we wanted to touch on uh, briefly in the show that uh, for those of you that don't know, 
and it's kind of been talked about in the community for some time um, and sort of yearned for, like asked about, uh, is a mobile version of Rocket mm. League. Because mm. what's with Switch getting the only I can take Rocket League anywhere in my life kind of like, that's just not fair. I mean, I guess it's fair because I only get to play at 30 frames. Haha, PC's uh-huh. better. Mm-hmm. But how cool would it be, right? If you had that new nice phone you spent, you know, untold amounts of money on that you could play Rocket League on. Well, now you can with Rocket League Sideswipe, which at first, yeah. a few weeks ago, was released to the OCE um, region first. Mm-hmm. And I believe as of last week or the week before, uh, was also released to EU and South America. And yeah. now, supposedly in this next coming week, uh, while you're listening to the podcast, um, we are supposed to get news on North America getting it, finally. Yes. Um, for those of you that don't know, it's played more It's played more like a side-scroller platform, like Mario, in a sense, where you have one sort of giant rectangle in front of you, and the goal is sort of halfway up on the left and right. Mm-hmm. And the cars can drive on the ceilings and drive on the walls and drive on the ground. But everything's viewed from like a sideways point of view. Yeah. And then it's just the two-dimensional game and that's it. it yeah. And it's it's interesting. It looks fun. It does. It looks like it's a fun game that you pick up for like 20 minutes. And then that's pretty much all you play. Or maybe you play like five minutes a day for the rest of your life. Sure. <laughs> maybe you play it at lunch. Maybe you're yeah. a high-ranking Rocket League player. And while you're waiting for that long-ass queue, you're you going to practice on your, your flipping sets. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> You just play it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, the other neat thing, for those of you that don't know, is there will be a linking feature. So there will be oh. items obtainable um, that will um, sort of link to your inventory on normal Rocket League, as cool. well as uh, experience earned and challenges completed. I did not know that. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah, they've kind of delved into this just a little, little bit. So we don't know the exact specifics of it yet. I'm sure mm-hmm. if any of you who are more knowledgeable on it than we are, who have been watching it, um, I'm sure there's a whole bunch about it on the live streams for uh, OCE region, EU region right now for people who are playing it and streaming it from their phones, as mm-hmm. it was a thing when they first debuted it uh, towards the end of last season. And we saw some very um, uh, less popular OCE streamers getting an alpha key and playing it online and everyone jumping in and being like, Oh my gosh, what is this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, it does look like fun. I think I could get behind it and I could totally have more rocket league when I'm not rocket league. Cause I need rocket league. Exactly. We all do. We, we all, all do. do. That's why we're listening to this podcast. It's not the sensation that's sweeping the nation. It's the sensation that's sweeping every nation. Yeah. So. It's worldwide, baby worldwide so get with it get online be sure to see when it comes live and uh and give it a shot and give us your thoughts you know hit us up on twitter tell us in our discord and let us know your uh how your games are going and mm-hmm. what's different about it what you like about it what you don't like about it yep 1v1 me sideswipe <laughs> oh you know i'm going to <laughs> you know i'm going to it's gonna happen if we could do custom lobbies oh it's i'm down We're that's going. a game night that's a game i night. think i think it's i believe it's like 2v2 format uh, it's 1v1, 2v2, or possibly 3v3. I don't know if it's in there, but there are options. I don't think, I don't think there's 3v3 in there. There might not be 3v3. I, I, it would be insane if there's a 3v3. If we 1v1, I'm going to win. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. Now, no, now, words. Them fight. Now, but now if we 2v2, I don't think anyone else is going to win. I'm just saying. Them, Them's truth words. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's just a synergy here y'all just don't realize. Because yeah, For those yeah. of you that haven't played against Wabbits and myself... Pretty good team. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and brush the dust off my shoulders and inflate the ego a little bit and say we're pretty good. Yeah, definitely pretty good. No problems whatsoever. We're no amazing. problems. No. None. None at all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 
But uh, but yeah, we have uh, we have taken y'all's time quite a bit today, um, and we hope that uh, for those of you getting through the holidays that might not have had the same experience or are having a rough week, that uh, we helped uplift you in some way and gave you some interesting things to think about as far as Rocket League is concerned. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you that listen to the pre-show who are Patreons, you got to hear us talk about food, which is pretty sweet. That's all yeah. I'll say. If you want to hear more, you should go subscribe to the Patreon. It's it pretty really awesome. That was real good. It was it's a good food good. discussion. Good foods. But uh, speaking of Patreon, I'd like to go ahead and shout out our wonderful listeners that are supporting us and help keeping the show um, you know, to be what it is today and mm-hmm. supporting our audio engineer, the man, the myth, the legend, Hunty. Um, and shout out Awesomeness, Glorious Zombie. I drink Clorox, Paint, Raz, and Vance. We love you. You guys are awesome. Thank you Mm -hmm. so, so much for your continued support. And don't forget, the new Rob and Kyle show just came out. And if you want to listen to the Rob and Kyle show and other sweet shows, like the AOE podcast and (gasps) the free shows and all the fun things we do on the Patreon, be sure to go subscribe to the Patreon. Um, It's ad-free when you do so. And, I mean, let's be honest. Who wants to listen to ads? True, true, true. Ads are kind of awful. Who wants to be bombarded by marketing ploys and Mm -hmm. buy this and get involved in my subscription? No, 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 no. Three dollars for the ad-free tier, prime, prime money. It's not even five dollars right there. (laughs) Although you could do the five if you want to, and if you want to get your name shouted out on every Mm -hmm. show, you can pay the ten dollar tier and get all the same benefits. You get to be a part of the show. Um, yeah. But, Mister Professor of Physics, title Webs. Yes. We have to give our wonderful listeners some homework this week. And I think Ooh. I have just the assignment. What is it? This one kind of speaks close to me based upon things that were going on this week in my life. Mm-hmm. To all you out there, whether you're, you know, of your own family with spouse or living out on your own or whatever your situa- situation may be, we all know life can get crazy, especially in COVID. Everyone kind of gets segregated and stuck in their houses and, oh my God, the virus is everywhere. But just remember to get out of your own head and reach out to your family and remind them how much you love them and have a conversation with them. Give them a call. Call your mom. Call your dad. Call your grandpa. Call your grandma. Call your sister. Call your brother. You know? And, and just, or all of the above. Yeah. And just tell them that you love them and have a conversation with them and ask them about what's going on in their life because you have no idea how much it means to people when you just reach out and try and be involved in their life. Mm-hmm. And you only get to do it for so long. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so enjoy the time you have with the ones you care about the most. So. Mm-hmm. Have at least one conversation with a loved one this week, whether it's friend or family, and get involved and hear what they have to say about what's going on in their life. I love that. That's so cute. That's great <laughs> homework. <laughs> we'll be checking up. There will yeah. be a zero grade if you don't complete the homework. So yeah, make sure we you will do be this. marking this homework. Yeah, there are marks for this. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, unless you have anything else to add, webs. No, I think I'm happy with this. This was this was good. Right on. And from all of us here at the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, we love your faces, stay wonderful, keep practicing those sweet shots, and go out and be wonderful people, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.